for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Tuesday, February 10th, 2015. This is episode 147 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evening, check it out, tagoftheandroids.com. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, Eric? Yeah, hold, hold on, Matt. I'm, I'm trying to come up with more tags to use in the show notes. Just one second. Oh, that's good. I, I At last count, there was only 1,500, so I was thinking we were a little light on the on the tags. If you could add maybe... 20 per episode, new ones, that'd be cool. I'm shooting for an even 2,000. I like that. Also joining us, Nick Carroll. How you doing, Nick? Hey, guys. Glad to be back. And special guest all the way from the New York, we got Dan Patterson. How you doing, Dan? Hey, Matt. It's uh, great to be with you on this cold, cold, cold night. Cold? That's crazy. I was just up on the mountain here where it should be cold, and it was actually raining, so... That's yeah, pretty. We traded weather. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you, I don't know if uh, how much you want to mention it, but you want to give a little background to uh, who you are. You recently uh, had had some uh, some blog love happening. I don't know if can you talk about that as mention real quick. Yeah, well, I mean, you and I have been friends for uh, for quite a while, but we recently had the uh, opportunity to work pretty closely on some web projects, which was very cool, along with uh, Ann Pruitt, who I, th- I think Ann's going to join us later, right? Yeah, yeah, he should be on here in a bit. This, the amazing Anthony Pruitt. <laughs> um, but uh, so I'm I'm a I'm just a or I was a reporter. Um, I live in Brooklyn. Uh, I write for some places, um, but uh, I I. Uh, Recently sold a blog called The Zombie Apocalypse to um, a company and took a position as uh, head of digital for their comic book arm. So now the, I, I don't have to worry about deadlines and reports anymore. I just have to worry about making sure that comic books are fantastic uh, online. So That's, that's awesome. A, a, All about – It's a fun gig. What do you know about zombies, Dan? Uh, I know that the zombie apocalypse is inevitable, and if you visit thezombieapocalypse dot com, you will learn about this. So this is this is crazy. I don't want to bend your ear too much, but uh, um, this this blog I'm I'm real proud of. This uh, started as a hobby with some friends of mine and I uh, back in two thousand nine, two thousand early two thousand ten, maybe. Uh, we all read the book World War Z by Max Brooks. Yes, and, excellent. Uh, these are friends who are like we're kind of like history and policy nerds, and we went to school together. And so, I, if you've ever read World War Z, it's this fantastic uh, uh, metaphor for. It uses zombies as a metaphor for like. Uh, uh, how world governments react to crisis situations. It's, re- it's a fantastic. And this book. is this the- is completely different from the World War Z movie with Brad Pitt. Like I read yeah. the book and yeah. I was expecting Hi. all of these awesome little stories. Like in the book, it kind of jumps around from the rich people to the not rich people and this and that. It not it nothing nothing like the the book. So definitely <laughs> right. read the book. Right. It's it's cool. Right, right. It's it's nuts. So we decided to just start a like a zombie Tumblr, right? Like just a, a blog, a hobby thing while we were, we were no you know what it was the zombie tumbler came from we, we made a game um 
a, a geolocal, like, you know, go fight zombies while you're out on your phone kind of game. Oh, nice. Uh, it was when Foursquare was hot and stuff. And we started a zombie Tumblr to go along with that, a zombie blog to go along with that. And the blog kind of took off, the game kind of fizzled, and uh, the blog, at, at some point, I think the people who read it are between like maybe 15 and 25 and I stay away from guns and violence and, and like sex and stuff. But like they, at some point one of them asked if they could be on the zombie apocalypse survival team. I didn't ask them to, they just, you know, Tumblr has a ask question feature. So I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, you kick ass, blah, blah, blah. And then thousands of them, I'm not kidding. Like at, at any given moment, this inbox is full of hundreds of kids who all are like say this is what I'm good at this is why like I should be on the zombie apocalypse yeah I saw that one kid was like I'm I'm kind of a medic but I play music and something it it was and I (laughs) cook I cook and I entertain and I'm also a doctor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, I tried yeah. to stay like positive. You know, you don't want to be a creep or a weirdo or anything, and you don't want to encourage violence. But like these, these are really—I I say kids—but it's a ton of different people from from a ton of different walks of life. And you know, some of them have like you know, my good friend Stephanie has helped manage this community a little bit. And now at uh, Double Take, uh, you know, we have this this fantastic team of people who are really helping to like like just make this better and bigger, like not change what it is, but make it like all more right, resources. Let's really build a zombie apocalypse yeah, survival yeah. team. How cool is that? So that's what that's I That's cool. Hey, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. We should, the... we should tell people who you are and everything and that that's, yeah, totally. We should start things off. You're an iPhone user. Uh, I've never heard of yeah. this. It's called reachability. And apparently, uh, boy genius board, they have a, an article about how there's a little hack that you can do to get this on your Android device. So, what is what is reachability? <laughs> is this? Yeah. So so, um, I should say I've used all you know uh, uh, all different platform forms from Windows Phone to uh, we were talking in the pre-show about that uh, the fantastic uh, Palm Phone from mm, ages ago. The Treo. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Treo. Yeah. You say the Treo. Um, Shut up. I said a Treo. A Treo. Oh, oh man. Oh, well, that's better. Nostalgia. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, so I don't really have a bias. I just uh, tend to use Apple products for for work and, and life. And so stuff. is reachability? Uh, is that something you use on your device a lot? Like it sounds kind of yeah. cool. It you tilt it and it brings the top part of the screen down, so you can actually reach it. Gives your phone yeah. more reachability. So, so when the iPhone was first unveiled, right? There's this all, all this ballyhoo about uh, um, you know Steve Jobs from the perfect form form factor, quote unquote, at three and a half inches, which is really it is nice in your hand. Like a three and a half inch phone, you can touch the whole thing with your thumb, and that's what he wanted, right? But of course, everybody wants bigger screens. Android really, really innovated with bigger screens, and and so the iPhone responded. But of course. A lot of people, you know, you can't reach across the entire screen, right? Like, you can't use a thumb to reach the whole screen on the iPhone 6 or the 6 Plus. And so uh, you tap the home button. The home button is also a touch screen. So you tap it twice, and it brings down – it just slides everything on the top of the screen down to three and a half inches. So you can you can easily navigate around the phone without, like, sliding the entire device around your hand. It's a really clever little thing. Yeah, I, I threw a video of this in the show notes because I had no idea what it was either. Um, I, I think that the – I mean the big news story here is that Dan Patterson has small baby hands. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the review. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's an it's an interesting thing. It seems like if you look at how it's how it's done on Android, so you you have to have root. You, ha- uh, yeah. you have to install the exposed framework, <laughs> and you use Tasker. Um, but it doesn't look like it's doing exactly what it does in iOS because in iOS it seems like the entire like the entire screen, so the home page would shrink down. Yeah. But in this, it looks like only the widget had shrunk down. Maybe that's yeah. all they were trying to tap on. You don't know. Just that widget. <laughs> right? Just, just tap that widget. Just yeah, tap I do it. have to say, that's pretty ingenious. You know, it's kind of interesting that Apple, you know, came out with this feature, and it's uh, actually pretty good. You know, for their first try to really big phone, it's a pretty useful feature for it. And we haven't really seen that built into any of the operating systems that I know of uh, on the Android side, or at least, you know, the little different launchers that they have out there. So that's pretty cool. So, you uh, guys, especially coming from the land of big phones. Yeah, what I phones mean, do you guys use? First gen Moto X. <laughs> Nexus 5. Eric, however, has a large phone. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, how's that Oppo? No, I, I actually don't anymore. What? What happened? The Oppo, the Oppo's going on swap of my friends. What? I, I purchased a, uh, I purchased a Moto X 2014. Um, it will be waiting for me at home in the loving arms of my wife. Um, so that'll it's be nice. Now. And I also it's have hers. It's not hers, so. <laughs> no, it's not her. She she has her Nexus 5, and she will love it. Um, because that's all. Awesome. 5s for work. How do you like your iPhone, bud? I don't really. I don't. <laughs> How do you it's, like its reachability? No, the reachability is great. Nice. You know, uh, I really good reach. No, I, I I do like that. It's really nice. Okay, uh, a a couple weeks ago, I mentioned an app called Quality Time, and uh, it's that that app that monitors everything you do on your phone and takes that data and presents it in a nice. Uh, you know, way that you can get some information from it. Like, what do you stare at on your phone the most? How many times? Uh, let's just say today, for example, uh, I've unlocked my screen 76 times and I've used my phone for about three hours and 55 minutes. Uh, if we go back, you can look at, at weekly usage now, which is kind of cool. It shows you on a week by week basis what you spend most of your time doing. Uh, of course, out of my 17 and a half hours uh, on my phone, this is last week, Facebook <laughs> right at the top taking up three hours and 32 minutes, followed by Gmail at one hour and 52 minutes, then TechSecure, BeyondPod, and Instagram. Uh, if you look weekly, I open TechSecure 163 times. And I, I love like the way they lay it out. If you're watching the live show here, you can see. I'll put some screenshots of this at attackoftheandroids.com in the show notes. Uh, but very useful. Very nice and clean and beautiful. Um, I thought maybe it would lag the phone a bunch. Totally not the case. It doesn't eat up battery any more than, you know, the phone did before. Like, I don't notice it running, which is cool. Except when I pull down my my notification panel and I see how many times I've, I've unlocked my stupid phone. <laughs> but other than that, it's cool. Times? Have, have you guys messed with it yet, Eric? No, I'm, I'm going to put it on my phone once I get my phone. Ah, right. Yes. What Dan? I've, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, I just installed it and, uh, I do plan on checking it out. I noticed there's that Take a break feature. Have you tried that? No, because I'm an adult and I don't need my phone to tell me when to take a break. I'll take a break. 
when I'm ready to be controlled. You just want to know what your limits are. I guess it is kind of cool. Yeah. And, and what the, the take or break thing, basically you set a boundary for a, a specific app and you say once it'll warn you when you're getting close to that boundary that, Hey, <laughs> this is, you might have a problem. We're going to have an intervention for you perhaps. Uh, and then it'll actually, I think it'll lock you out of using it if you set that uh, function, which is kind of interesting. Um, all about like your your digital diet, I guess, and slimming down and being conscious of exactly how much time we're spending with these things. Obviously, my use case is a little different because we have podcasts and uh, we write and all that stuff. But uh, it would be interesting to see like a normal person's use case if it's like Angry Birds, Candy Crush, <laughs> Flipboard, yeah, you know. I that. don't think I use my phone that much, but in, now that I've installed it, I guess I'll find out next week. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, it needs to, obviously the longer it's installed, the, the better it, it, data it can give you. But yeah, you can set usage alerts and all that. Um, you can share your uh, snapshots or whatever with, with whatever you can share with on Android. Uh, pretty cool. Dan, any thoughts on that? Quality time. I, I think, uh, you know, I've heard uh, of a few similar apps for iOS, and I think it's a really interesting idea. I, I also think I'm a little scared to, to use it. <laughs> it um, started out as an iOS app, actually. That's... You, you said that you hit the nail on the head, man. It's like the promise of big data, at least for consumers, or at least accessibility to data, is that you can kind of bend the curve, right? It's exactly like you said. The more you are aware of your behavior and your usage, if you're unaware of this, you can't really make changes if you want right. to make changes. So this gives you the opportunity if you do want to kind of limit your candy crush time or something, uh, you know, it's, if yeah. you are aware, you can stop and the crush. Even just, just for me, it was more about just the analytics. Like, what do I spend more time? I mean, I had an idea, obviously. I'm the one that's staring at my phone. Uh, but it's interesting to have it running for month after month to see, like, exactly – we're on our phones a lot. I mean, personally, I speak from, like, I'm on my phone a lot. (laughs) And it's crazy to see. You could could try it with different devices, like, how do you use your tablet compared to your Mm, smartphone? Well, if you have this installed on both, you could actually kind of get an idea of what you're doing. So It's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Oh, we, uh, I kind of just filled this out actually right before the show. Did you guys see, uh, Google giving away two gigs of drive space if you do a quick little safety check? And, uh, basically all it does, you go through your account stuff and it's like, is this still your email address? Is this still your thing? Uh, you can check out your secret questions if you use that crap. Uh, two factor authentication, all the apps that have had access to your, your stuff here. Um, and yeah, once you do that, I guess it'll get validated, and then you get two gigs extra of drive storage. That's nice of them. Yeah, I, d- I did not see anything, you know, aside from the, the article that says you will get the space, I didn't see anything actually telling you while you were going through the process that, hey, you're going to get some space after this. Um, so I, I guess maybe you're just doing it on faith. However, this is it's a really good exercise to go through. I know that I removed some... Um, I removed some old devices that I didn't have anymore, that I didn't use anymore. Uh, some old, like, um, like, you know, when you go to a website and it says log in with Google, yeah, yeah, that all shows up on the page. So you can remove these things, which is probably a good idea. Yep. There's probably crap on there that you forgot that you even authorized. A I had some ago. wicked old stuff on there for sure. Like my six cents old. <laughs> 
My sixth yeah. sense, the most horrible app in the world. Oh, and speaking of the most horrible app in the world, Currents, uh, I found a new, and I, I didn't even think to throw this in the dock, but I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Smart News. And uh, it's basically just like Currents, I guess, kind of like a flip book or a flip board of sorts. <laughs> flip book. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it you select which news places you want and it will give you updates So you can say, I want my morning update at 8 a.m., I want my midday update at 1, and I want my evening news update at 7. And it will send you little snippets of uh, important articles that it thinks you like uh, at those days. It's kind of cool, kind of cool. I think this is interesting. How Like, I use Feedly, so, you know, it's... Like that's been my feed aggregator. Um, I don't know that I would move away from that, but the like the fact that like this sort of I could see some benefit to that. Yeah. You uh, Dan, you use any kind of newsreader like that? Feedly, probably. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, man, I'm I'm a big RSS champion, and I I always will be. Um, I I mean, feed. The best thing to happen to, to feeds and feed readers and, and innovation in that space was Google Reader dying. Um, kind of, right? A, it, it made yeah, it. there's a ton of cool readers out there. Feedly is fantastic. It's really easy to use. I'm partial to uh, – oh, you know, there's another one called Newsblur, which is also pretty cool. Uh, I'm partial to Feedranger. Feed Wrangler. Um, Feed Wrangler is, uh, it's 20 bucks a year. It's almost more of a platform than anything else. You can manage feeds and subscriptions in there, but it's a pretty basic uh, uh, interface. But what it does is add, uh, act as a platform for any other app that you want to use. So you can connect it if you want to Feedly or if you want it like on the iPhone, I use a couple different feed reading apps. Uh, I, I use this app called Unread and another app called Reader. Um, and it's uh, uh, Wrangler is great. It's it's fantastic. It syncs everywhere. It's fast. Um, it's it's a platform. It's great. If you're watching here, you can see kind of what it looks like on my phone. Um, nice material design and all that. But yeah, just another way to get your news from a preset of of either categories or actual sites. They got the Verge and the Onion and uh, Time stuff like that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like it. It's just an, another news thing. Not so much focused around RSS like uh, Feedly is and everything, which that's what I'm more into because I've been collecting RSS feeds for so long. Like, you have your own curated stuff. Even though people have said that RSS is dead, uh, we nah. still use it. But, uh, yeah, this is kind of cool. It's all uh, – it just does it for you. So, yeah. No, feed – yeah, feed wranglers all all just RSS, pure feeds. Yeah, and that lets you, you can hook it up to different accounts if you want to share stuff out or, or whatever. So, yeah, it's great. it's great. I just, I like the typography and I like the way it's set up and I like its smart view, which is basically it gives you nice, very beautiful, almost medium-esque uh, text to read for your articles. So, yeah, I know it's kind of hard to see. What do you think of the, uh, the RSS is dead thing? I, as far as podcasting, I mean, it's... <laughs> If if anything's keeping it alive, it's you know blogs and podcasts. But yeah, I don't know. The more we get towards uh, people, you know, getting their news from Facebook <laughs> or social networks or whatever, uh, the less they'll use it. But it it'll always have a place. I feel like. Yeah, I've not really used RSS RSS uh, any myself. It's one of the technologies I've actually kind of avoided. Not not 
like deliberately. It's just not really been on my radar. But like a lot of others, I I tend to watch you you know either YouTube videos or I'll get my news from Facebook. Interestingly, so do you get it from problem, Nick? Do you get it from other people on Facebook, or do you follow actual news sites uh, that you get it from? Mostly from friends and family that that tend to post that. Also sure. on Google Plus, and I get a lot from there too. So between that and uh, many many of the YouTube channels that I follow, I, I get most of my news that way. And then I have a handful of websites that I just go out to and visit, you know, from a desktop browser. Uh, so you know, that's mostly how I use my <laughs> my internet prowess. <laughs> Nice. I think it's funny, like when people say RSS is dead, um, you know, they're talking about like the general public. They're just haters. Don't be a hater. They're haters. Haters. When was RSS alive? Like, as you know, if we use that definition that like, you know, the the public is using it and everybody knows RSS, it's always been, you know, sort of something that the more technical, you know, maybe nerdy, geeky folks used. And they're still using it. I don't. Yeah. I don't see it going away because it's, it's useful. It's not like it's not a it's not a product, which I think is what confuses people. They expect. Well, this is an old debate, but but people RSS was hyped as like a, a thing that you could get when it's way more like email. It's a protocol. It's a way of delivering yeah. information. Right. And it's like that. To to even understand that means that you have to have some curiosity about technology, which means you're you're kind of a nerd and you get it. I think Twitter may have, to some extent, uh, replaced it as well for some. But, I mean, RSS in and of itself will tend to lead you down to the websites, you know, if you follow in enough, you know, the stream of uh, you know, news, et cetera. Did you guys hear uh, the Samsung thing about their smart TVs? And they're like, don't say anything. I feel like it's too it's – too- hoaxy you know like it's too perfect i want it to be true so bad but i feel like it's gonna be a hoax but they're like don't talk about personal biz in front of our tvs it's like well really because your tvs are in our living rooms and our bedrooms and our every damn room in our houses you know like how how are you gonna do that samsung how are you gonna do that samsung how You unplug the t- everybody knows this. You unplug the TV from the wall and you're not using it. It's quite obvious. And you shouldn't be talking when the TV's on anyway. That's just annoying. That that's true, right? So what are you shh, trying to watch this? God. And cover up that connect sensor on your Xbox. Yeah, while you're at it. So basically I would, I would more expect this story to come out of Microsoft. Like, you know, hey, you know that camera and motion sensor and all that good stuff? Maybe don't Maybe don't talk about really important things. We actually made a clone of you holographically with all of this information, so we won't be needing you anymore. Creepy? Is it a a stunt trying to drum up like, "Ooh, Samsung's in the news again"? Like, is or is this is it legit? I it's ah, smarts, man. Smart stuff, right? Too smart for its own good. it's a stunt. I mean, I don't think that it's anything, <laughs> you know. I, you know, we we talked about last week. Uh, you know, Samsung lost ground in India um, to was it Micromax? Um, yeah. it, I think that a lot of us would probably agree that the quality of Samsung phones, sort of like the the factory of let's just crank out another Galaxy S something, um, <laughs> has sort of left a lot of people with you know Samsung fatigue. So. Take it where you can get it. I mean, they, Samsung they fatigue. The story about cases last week. 
for God's sake. Cases. Samsung fatigue. I like that. Feel it. What's wrong with the cases? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, all of the the tech outlets have articles uh, on how to disable those features (laughs) on, on on your phone. Sorry, I went snowboarding today and my leg keeps cramping up. <laughs> I'm like trying not to kick the desk like a yeah, getting old. <laughs> um but yeah, you can uh, you basically just turn off the voice rack stuff. So and see, I feel like all of these devices have had this for quite a while. Nobody's come out and been like Oh, by the way, you should not like I feel like they brought that attention to it or somebody brought it and then they're like, "Oh, well, crap." Now what? Yeah, that's something I've never even thought of, and now all of a sudden I have to take a good look at all my smart TVs just to make sure <laughs> I'm well, not being watched. I think I think this stuff. Th- this is uh, I think this is the the next big not not big trend, but like everything in the next eighteen months. So I I I bet Apple puts out a beat uh, a Beats pill like those Bluetooth speakers that has Siri baked into it, right? Definitely Beats headphones will have Siri baked into it. Amazon had their weird thing that yeah, listened Alexa. to you and used Alexa, right? Every Like, this is the next thing that will be appliance that will be in your house because it'll be cheap. It'll be in your television. It'll be in your Xbox. It'll be in... in I mean, I have a, a Jambox, a... a, a, a uh, Jawbone Jambox, right? And I, it's connected by Bluetooth to my iPhone. So if I want to do Siri, it has a you know microphones on it. So I just do Siri wherever I am, and the Jambox is powerful enough it can it can hear me. So it's you know like having this ambient sound thing is just going to be. I mean, the the nonsense term will be like ambient intelligence, right? <laughs> yeah, artificially intelligent. Here, their Siri just went off in the background, right? She could hear me talking, and she he- heard me say something to her, right? And uh, all it is, I out. mean, as even right. even from a security s- standpoint, like, what does it take to just be able to tap that? Like, it's listening right. only when you say the keyword, but what if I change that to just always exactly. listen? Uh, right. Amp, exactly. Amp Pruitt. And just secretly record you. Yeah, right? And but, send that I mean, stuff to the cloud. That's just going to be the that's it's the way things are going to be man. I I think it's this is something that this is a feature that can be in almost everybody's hands at a very low cost um and will drive a lot of sales of peripheral devices for companies like Apple and and Android device makers. I mean like I think it would be really cool like a Google like little like with Android inside, right? A little hockey puck kind of speaker thing. Yeah. With Google now, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, Google's actually developing a technology called Google Cast, which sounds like it may be maybe on the fringe of that, but they're basically saying that you can have audio devices that use Android or something and then That's cool. utilize some of those features. So, yeah. That's way cool. Ant Pruitt joining us. Uh, how you doing, Ant? Mr. Smartphone Photographer himself. Unbelievable as always, brother. What's good, going on? Good to have you. Uh, we were just mentioning uh, that the Samsung phones are, or the uh, TVs are listening to you, so shh. Oh, ain't that crazy, dude? Shh, they're listening. I saw that code. Yeah. Has, has Samsung rebutted any of this? No, nah, no. Nah, they just said shh. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Google I.O. has a date, 2015. Uh, we have you on just because you're awesome and we like to kick it with you. Dan Patterson's also here. Look at us. All of us Look here. Dan. I know, right? So uh, May 28th and 29th, 2015 for Google I.O. at the Moscone Center West, of course, for uh, San Francisco. Now, you have a little campaign going on. Sort of like Exploding Kittens, but not a Kickstarter. Probably not going to hit $5 million, but of course. Uh, GoFundMe, you want to tell us about that real quick? Yeah, one of our buddies, Mike Olson, <laughs> he, he, he started a GoFundMe account for funding my trip out to Moscone Center uh, in May. Because I went last year, Matt, and I told I told everybody that I, that I talked to about it that I will go back and... I didn't get to get into Moscone Center because of my press creds. They, you guys remember, they limited the press yeah, for yeah. a lot of the people. Were you all like, "I'll be back," and then like <laughs> look at them all, mean mugging? I tried, and they just laughed at me, of course, you know, and said, "Here, you can just give us a thousand dollars, and yeah, we'll get in." Yeah, I bet you could get on your yeah. So that's so cool, and you're gonna raise some funds to get there this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try it out, man. I, I said this. I said I will not miss it this year, and you know I'll pay whatever I can pay. But if I can get help on it, I'm not gonna turn it down. That's cool. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a great event, man. And just being out there in the environment. I mean, of course, you had all of the, the keynote stuff that was going on, but after the keynote, just the energy there in San Francisco from all of these developers walking around and other people like me walking around and feeling the buzz and their excitement about digging into different products and, and trying to figure out what they're going to do to, to get leverage off of what Google was presenting. You know? Yeah, it's that's pretty, pretty interesting. That's yeah. cool. And even just, just for the, the chance to go and rub, rub boots with all of these people that you read about yes. and everything, like it's networking, you oh, know, yes. that, that's really cool. For sure. And that's the thing. Last year when I went there, I made a lot more connections with people um, from a professional standpoint, and I'm still in touch with those guys, and I hope to see those guys again this year. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, you got 10, 10 bucks from me on payday, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, bro. Same here, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, uh, and in, uh, in, in uh, trade for funding your trip, what could we, what do we get? I want to be selfish. What are you going to give me for my money, Aunt? I'm I'm going to paint the picture of my life experience unlike any other. Ooh, <laughs> living vicariously through Ant and his yes, picturesque. Yes. Well, I like I'm that. I like that. So I, I can paint the picture for you. Yeah, content, right? Exactly. Get, and, get I, get and I'll do some some blogging stuff like I did last year. People um, enjoyed those little clips that I did last year just from the journey to get there you know because flying, flying from the east coast to the west coast Dan, Dan Patterson can tell you it that's, is that's a trip that's, that's a trip for sure cross country dude couple hours <laughs> interesting right you know? and I was only out there for a day and a half last year so but this year my intent is I'm going to try to stay a little bit longer and, and do a little more networking and hang out with the the barbecue that goes on there and try to mingle with some of the other developers. And I'm sure I'm going to try to hang out with Todd more like I did in uh, CES. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm for sure. There. And you're going to bring back a bunch of cool free stuff because it's Google oh, I.O. Yes, the swag. The or, swag. or none at I'm all. Who you. knows? 
I might share that with you if I get it. Ooh, I would like that. Actually, my roommate's been bugging me for a Chromebook. <laughs> if anybody's got an extra Chromebook, send it my way. It would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> so, well, that's cool, man. Uh, we'll put this early, though, man, because it's last year. It was sort of last minute, at least right, for me, right. when they announced it. Uh, it, it. Pretty much, I had like what three weeks, yeah, to figure out how I was going to get there. You know, and I felt a little bad in, in spending all of that money, but it was worth it, you know. It was it, a fun it, trip, right? Yeah. Oh, really and good. and guess what? Our friend from Yats, Mike Rothman, he's retired. So he's going to have time to just <laughs> kick it. <laughs> That's right. Right? Crash we should. Yeah, we need yeah. to send him a bottle of scotch <laughs> or something for his retirement. I like Mike. Yes. Yeah, he's good people. So, uh, anything, I know it's way early, but are you, do you have your eyes set on anything in particular, like that you're looking forward to, uh, at IO getting announced? Maybe a new Nexus uh, Q or something? Me personally, I'd, I wish they would fix that swing and a miss they call the Nexus TV. The Nexus Q? Oh, the TV. The TV. Because <laughs> when I saw it last year, um, I remember them having the, the game controller and it had a cord on it. And I was like, is this a set top box or what? They never really said anything. They just talked about the interface and the user experience, which looked great. But well, supposedly it's not doing so well for folks. And I thought about buying one, but all of the reviews that I've seen. I almost, you know, I almost got one because of the price. But then when I, when I added two controllers to it, that put it yeah. over the spot where my brain was like, "Yeah, you're kind of unemployed still, dude. Let's uh, <laughs> let's not." <laughs> so I just right, so the Chromecast. Uh, yeah, I, I got a Chromecast and I love it. But what was uh, remind me? What was the Nexus TV? It was basically a Roku. A uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, it's a Roku and a oh yeah with a Chromecast yeah. shoved in its uh, HDMI yeah. port. To it's me, cool. the big downside for it, just kind of off the cuff, was that you're you're limited to. You know, maybe a hundred or two hundred apps that are built specifically for it, but it's not like you can just use all the apps directly from the Play Store. You have to get apps. Which isn't that how isn't that how the TV was the original like yeah, the review the TV was as, as well. Um, and then of course that died of, of a painful early death, and so I'm sort of stuck with a lot of the apps that are not out there for it. You know. The only exception is Plex, because you know you guys know I love Plex. Oh yeah, they updated they updated their Google TV app, and then they killed it off and ported it ported the Android mobile over to Google TV, and it's flawless. It's beautiful. Very nice. Hey, I think it's got so potential. Thanks, Nick. So with the with the Plex for the um, Nexus TV, uh, how's the transcoding on that? Nexus, I don't have the Nexus TV. I have the Google TV. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I have Google TV. Um, I thought about the Nexus TV, but I never saw anything good written about it, so I kept that money in my pocket. So what do you guys think about the uh, the Nexus player? That's what we're... Isn't yeah, that that's, what you're talking about? That's, that's what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, mm -hmm. so it's the player. Right, right. Yeah. I, see. I see. I think it's a swing and a miss, Dan. I do. Yeah, so, I mean, stacking up against uh, the fire thing, I mean... It seems to be a pretty, you know, one-to-one -one comparison, except Amazon really has their act together when it comes to bundling their hardware and, and, and uh, their shopping experience. I'll tell you uh, what, I've never used much of Amazon anything, 
had to get one of these little guys for my traveling mm -hmm. and then using yeah. Prime and then that suckered me into Prime Pantry and then next thing I know, I'm getting yelled at by my girlfriend for having uh, Q-tips and cat litter sent to the house and Oreos and vitamin water and Clorox things. I tell you, man, and <laughs> I think Amazon has done, uh, has done a world of good for everybody who likes to see content. Like, you remember, I mean, five years ago, Right now, the iPad was released, or like a month, right? I, I mean, like this is a pre-tablet world five years ago, not that long ago. And 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 I mean, the iPad is great, and and the big awesome Nexus tablets are really great. I mean, I've had both of the Nexus Sevens and liked them quite a bit. But Amazon really was their first, at least in terms of this mod, this new wave. And they started off with such a high price point, they really drove it downwards. Yeah. And and now you can get a color you know, fire tablet, it's not the highest quality. I've used those two and they're not the best, but I mean, hell, if you just want to sit back and read a magazine or a comic book or the news or something, I mean, it's good enough for mom yeah, for your right. basic media consumption, right? Newspapers, right. magazines, books, right, right. And the next tablets like are great, but you know, 200, 250, 300 bucks. All right. You're getting a lot of cool geeky features, but when you just really want to kick back at the end of the day and read something, Amazon has broke that market wide open. Yep. Yeah, I like it. I really like because uh, I was I was into playbooks. I wrote a whole thing on Breaking Modern uh, about playbooks and Andy Where's the Martian and how like this is the this is the best and man this the like the Kindle reading experience. There's some things that are kind of weird to get used to if you started on a different platform, but yeah. oh man, this I'm is where it's at for sure. It, so. I'm hooked. I'm like hooked bad on this. Yeah. I love it. That that like that right. I have. I have a Kindle that has lived next to my bed for years and, and like I think I've replaced it once or twice with a newer version, but pretty much like I mean other gadgets come and go, but the Kindle is like <laughs> steadfast. Like if you want if you read books, like it lives next to your bed. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I'm, I'm excited to, for, uh, I'm getting this job in Washington, so I'll be back and forth a lot. I don't have to bring my bookshelf. I'm just gonna bring my Kindle and my <laughs> Chromebook <laughs> and Lenny here, my all-in-one with the mixer, and I'll, I'll be good to go. Yeah, we, yeah, we actually have like about half a dozen different Kindle tablets here, more than all of our other tablets combined. So we have like, you know, oh, really? four kids. Yeah, we yeah, have four okay. kids, but we had every generation of, uh, Kindle, and then a couple for the kids specifically. And I've got only one Nexus tablet, and my wife only has one iPad. But you know, still we have half a dozen of those tablets because they made them cheap enough, and they made them feature rich enough to where they they'll sell really well. Yeah, and Nick, let me ask you, man. I have friends who have kids, and like I, I you know, and young kids, and you know, you, you like gifts and stuff. I want to get it, but like, it is it a? It seems like it's a good gift for for a kid. I mean, yep. they make one for kids, right? Yeah, they've got a six-inch version specifically for kids, and uh, some of their other ones you can still buy uh, protective like uh, cases for it that make them kid-friendly. There's of course the kid mode, and uh, even like my wife, she's the one that uses them the most. She'll basically have a tablet when she upgrades to the next one. One of those goes to one of the kids, so that's kind of how it kind of goes, <laughs> gets distributed around throughout throughout the family. Nice. Shane Brady joining us. Uh, it's been a while since we've had Shane on the show. Shane. I know. What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, yeah. No. Hey, do do your thing. Just uh, do it muted. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that's that's cool. Do you think we're gonna see a lot more of that stuff at I/O? Like, I mean, what what else? What else could they work on? The the auto stuff, right? We're gonna see some car stuff, some more wear. We'll see car stuff, but I I think that is a good question. What else is there? To what's do new? Word of tech. What's you know, new? The innovative kind of thing. Yeah. You know, because I'm wondering if they are. I/O. Sorry, go ahead, brother. I'm wondering if they are going to introduce a competitor to the Amazon Echo, you know, to the Alexa or whatever her name is. Um, like that, that seems like the next. Alexa's the website that ranks stuff that Amazon owns. I don't. Am I confused here? What's, no, what's <laughs> the name of the voice? I think Alec- it's Alexa, but I can look. They also have a voice thing. Okay, I'm confused now. <laughs> How you doing, Shane? What's going on, man? Too much. Of, I uh, how long you guys been going? I didn't know if I was gonna be late. Uh, no, you're all right. We uh, started about forty minutes ago. Uh, so I was thinking, I was you guys were talking about Alexa and all these podcasts. They ask why isn't Google doing this? And I keep thinking, what would the tech press say about Google having a listening device that's always on in your house? In Germany, uh, they would freak. Creepy and, and, yeah, and I, privacy, you think that would be the buzzwords? Yeah, I mean, you can walk around Google Glass, which is obviously you're wearing a camera on your head, and that's privacy invading. And then you have this thing that's listening always on in your house. People, The same people wondering why Google didn't do it would complain that Google is invading your privacy. Of course. <laughs> then don't buy it? I, like, yeah, I, really, I, don't, I don't. really don't understand the logic here. I feel like you have to know that, right? I mean, these devices have microphones and whatnot. Like, how... It's always a possibility. It's just this is validation, right, uh, of those those features. It's, it's the feature. It's the sum of all features. And Matt, I, say, say, okay, Google, or, you know, hey, Moto X. Okay, Google. Like, it's always listening. It is. It does that when I'm listening to podcasts on it. Like, it knows. And it's like, <laughs> oh, wait, what? Oh, never mind. Stupid Google. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Uh, Moto X 2013, uh, that's the one I've got here. Just really waiting for that next update, Verizon. Uh, Possibly some chipset issues causing these Android L, uh, how should we say, delays, perhaps? Uh, Some problems? So in other words, you're stuck, dude. It kind of sounds like it, but that's fine. I'll ride this out until uh, my my contract... (laughs) Of course. Oh, and then I'll it's a go. It's confusing as to what that could be because, you know, that same chip is in, uh, I think, the Nexus 7 2013. It's in the Nexus 4, I believe. Like, it's the Snapdragon S4 Pro. Um, and those devices have Android L. And, you know, I did some did some searching around before the show and not really seeing, you well, know, very many people complaining I'll, about performance issues. I'll say for me, with my Nexus 4, I update, updated a Lollipop, and it actually ran just fine on there. So that's actually, I would say, a good entry-level point for it. I think if you have something like a Moto G or something slightly lower spec, maybe you don't want to upgrade to Lollipop so soon because there seems to be a lot of complaints, particularly on lower-end, uh, you know, smartphones and tablets with regard to Lollipop, just demanding more. I know for myself, I have the original, well, I can't find it, but... The original Nexus 7 tablet, the one that came out in 2012, and I updated Lollipop, and immediately my notebook ground to a halt in terms of being, you know, speedy. It was operating just fine on KitKat, doing everything it normally did with all of the previous versions of, of Android that I ran on it. But with Lollipop, it just ran really slow, 
and even for my YouTube channel I, uh, and on my Google Plus page, I posted about it. And then I factory reset, like, but back to Lollipop on my Nexus 7, and it was better, but it was still relatively slow. slow. And that's always been a problem. So if you have lower end hardware, the update to Lollipop probably isn't something you need to really want and that's, too much. Because that's interesting. Like a Nexus Four or a Moto X. That's interesting too, Nick. Uh, I talked about this on a breaking Android episode that's going to be coming out soon. It's n- only the Nexus Seven that seems to be affected with this. I have the Ten, and it's it. There's no problems with it. Um, and from what the reports online are, like that's it's the seven. So that yeah, that is kind of interesting. That like it's it's yeah, just this one. one thing to think about is the Nexus Seven, the original one, is significantly slower than the Nexus Ten. So that may be part of the factor as well. To be fair, it runs terrible on the Nexus Nine too. Oh well, they <laughs> go and. I got lucky, I guess, because and maybe I just assume it's going to be slower anyway because of the the legacy hardware. But when I updated to to Lollipop, I let it run and I didn't touch it for at least a day. I didn't even touch it, and maybe it settled. I don't know. And then it got another update with this uh, what is it, point two update? I think that's what it was. It got that, and I just. Didn't touch it. Just let it do its thing and let all those apps update again because that's what frustrates me the most about my Nexus 7 is booting it up and all of my apps update at the same time, and that drives it to a halt. But other than that, it seems to be fine. I don't expect it to be super fast because it's an older device, you know? I turned this on. There we go. I don't know if any of you are watching my little thumbnail, but I turned this on like 10 seconds ago then that screen finally showed up. So yeah. <laughs> there's something still wrong with this, even after a, a factory reset to yeah. pretty much stock settings. So. What, what is that? Is that the original Nexus 7? Really? Was that fat looking? Uh, yeah. It's all about uh, perspective. Lollipop runs better on my Nexus 7 2013 than it does on my Moto X 2014. I'm waiting for it to I come vertical. There we go. Now it's oh, working. Yeah, that's, that's slow. Yeah. So welcome to my world <laughs> with Lollipop. Yeah, and we only recently got the Lollipop update for the LTE version like last week for uh, the Nexus 7. Does that let you roll back the OS? I mean, no. you can oh, flash yeah. it and yeah. put your. Yeah, own. right. You yeah. can hack it, but. Uh... Rollback Not internally, I don't believe. Well, yeah, because you can go into like a safe mode reboot and roll it back. Maybe not. It's been a while since I've done that. I, don't, I think you have to reflash it. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Which actually isn't that Because it's upgraded. Yeah, no, it's it's very quick, especially if you have the ROMs and everything saved, like, on an SD card or something. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what the deal is. Uh, let's see. Next, will uh, you guys want to talk about Google Glass? The next version now. <laughs> some <laughs> Some thought it was dead, laying in a grave right next to RSS. But nay, coming back with a vengeance, new version, 100% redesigned. What does that even mean? What I hope it means is something like from um, lenses Demon and, and Demon and Freedom TM. Yes, I want lenses. What is that, Ant? Contact the, lenses. The HUDs, you know, a nice stylish look like some gunner glasses that are that are Google Glass. I want a Metroid Prime. You remember that game? Samus Aran's helmet. I want that yeah. helmet over. I want that. 
in oh, class. Did you guys read the New York Times Boom. had an article last week? I think it was Nick Bilton wrote uh, an article about uh, the the internal history of Google Glass and the politics behind um, you know the different iterations of the product internally and then and then how it was released. And it sounds like it was just um, competing factions uh, with with different visions for the product and then uh, um, Sergey Brin uh, had uh, kind of executive authority and made some decisions uh, but it's a really interesting article if you want to read like kind of the inside story of Glass uh, um, I mean it's certainly like it can't be said to be a failure because it, it broke the market open for this this really uh, I mean this hyperbolic well, wearables movement that is actually interesting isn't you know, this isn't what it? you would expect though the first version was like no. hey explore check it out tell us what's up then they're going to take all that data and they're going to totally make disagree. the new version better I mean you knew I, that getting into it right that as an explorer no. you were beta testing hard <laughs> you hell no no I what totally do you think disagree with that. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean uh, like uh, I, I respectfully disagree no um, we need to disagree for sure we so, all <laughs> so so I, I don't think so at all and I think it's letting Google off the hook too too easily to say that let's not forget the recent history uh, this was released at Google IO to one of the biggest and most uh, uh, crazy I mean skydivers coming down and then on bikes riding into a stadium wearing glass that's not a beta product that's hype i feel like a lot of that was due to the video on first you don't do dvf that's hype that's the center of the fashion industry the the living hell out of this product and now they're retreading and backtracking they charge an outlandish price yeah to the least desirable demographic of people you know the people who would make their product look the worst instead of developers they tried to go for people they didn't market to developers i think it's i think it's a total myth that they marketed to developers i think blew it if they had gone to nerds developers like it would be it would be put to cool hacky uses and a better product would have emerged instead they went this insanely like samsung-esque kind of direction with the hype around it and they totally blew it and i think it's letting google off the hook to to not acknowledge that wow. now everything you just said matt is internalize this and make it cooler i think microsoft just kicked their ass i mean last week with the hololens that's google glass how it should have been so the thing that I think they not get off the hook for blowing that one. Yeah, I think what they did is they just failed to capitalize. They had all the materials. The parts were like under two hundred bucks for everything to make. I know they had development yeah. costs, but I mean, just to be blunt, they could have produced something. I mean, this I mean, Google I/O is coming up in what March or May, and that will be I think three years or two years. Let's see, the last Google I/O and the one before yeah. that is where they three. Yeah, thank you, and. They should have had a product out. You know, yeah. they had something that was working that they were selling at least an Explorer edition for, for sure for three four times its value. So, right. Look, anyway. you can get an Oculus Rift developers yeah. version, which they are correctly marketing to developers. DK2 They're doing it correct. And right, three hundred and fifty bucks, you can get a. Yeah. You can do Oculus right now. Which, like, what would you rather have, Oculus or Google Glass? Oculus oh, yeah. for sure. You know what's interesting though? I feel like it would have went differently had when. Do you remember that first video they came out with, and they were like, "This is oh, so this awesome. is Glass." If they would have released a video that actually showed Glass, not what Glass could be, and showed right. how it actually worked, I don't think there would have been near near this much hype. It was right. It was like, here's whatever. 
every nerd's wet dream for some sort right. of overlaid reality. So into it. And, and they, they did it, right? Them. They they pulled at those fake reality heartstrings and they right. created that. Right. Yeah, they made a half million dollar investment in Warby Parker that has materialized nothing. Maybe it will. Maybe like the next glasses I buy at Warby Parker will be cool with glass in it, but I hardly doubt it. Yeah. I mean, for a half billion dollars, that like, like, I mean, I'm making presumptions on things I don't know, and it's not fair. I'm being overly. Yeah, no, we're all just, just talking crap. Like, but yeah. Well, it's been no, $1,500, you're not being overly critical. Right, and see, to me, to me, I rationalize that by saying you are going to develop an app and get a return on that investment. But apparently, I guess that's not exactly how it went down. They didn't. If they wanted developers to have this, they would have charged them 500 bucks, put out an SDK, right. and set up hackathons in every major city in the country. They wanted I mean, explorers to have this. Right. Right, they wanted. I mean, which is became a euphemism, whether they intended it or not. It yeah, became a euphemism yeah. for douchebag. Yeah, explorer. Come on, man. Glasshole. Glasshole. Right. Yeah, Shane, you got any uh, any thoughts as you wear your glass? You're not filming this, are you? Hey, are you filming me? No, I don't. Don't get me wrong. Glass is cool as hell. They so just, I, I think, blew it with the rollout. So I I have Google Glass for one purpose only, and that's to take photographs of all our pets uh, in their later yeah, years awesome. and perspectives that we couldn't before. And I guess yeah, for parents that's... that do kids and all that, but even if they hadn't had the hype and had just released it like they did with Oculus Rift, I, I'm just not sure what you could do with it outside of like uh, as a consumer product versus like a vertical product. Because yeah, right, right. I don't know. I mean, it's probably not practical to have in your actual glasses all the time, um, you know, and I don't, and for the rest of the country, who doesn't pull Yeah. Is, if you're older, it's hard to use because it's hard to focus on that. I think at the actual market, it's a lot narrower, but, yeah. and the only part I think is that the interface obviously learned and applied that to Android Wear. Um, and I, sure, I, cards I and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was an iterative step. Watch, so I, I think if certainly hadn't been given so much latitude to do that presentation, it could have gone a whole a whole lot better. Um, like I guess, like like what Dan said, as an engineer looking at that article, though. Uh, sorry, I don't know if it was. Uh, as an engineer, I could. See both sides of that New York Times article. Engineers don't want to release it until it's perfect. Right, right. right. Um, but business can't wait that and, long. And product people want to get it. <laughs> right, right, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, we should have had a product by now. And that's how it's kind of always been. I, I remember a story a friend of mine used to always tell me. He worked at Intel way back in the day when the very first digital cameras were coming out. And they were always so concerned with getting it out, regardless of if they got all the bugs fixed or not, so that they could move on to the next project. And they were never, rarely did they ever get a chance to finish anything, like actually finish it. They were just pumping these products out the door because, you know, time, 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 we got to get this done. It's yeah, crazy. you can innovate through iteration, and that's something that Google didn't do. They had one product, which, just no no offense, wasn't even high spec at the time it was announced. It was beta. You know, if that, it's alpha. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't do anything with it, and they sold it for too high a price and yeah. exaggerated its features and functionality too much and didn't let 
honestly didn't let the market decide. They I always thought it. Ingress like that that it's that's made for glass. Well, I think that's that's and they, the problem nothing, though is that nothing. a lot of us thought Ingress, and the reason we thought Ingress was because <laughs> I we were. I'm not, I'm not saying it's our fault, but what I'm saying is that Google Glass came out at the same time as things like Oculus. So you're comparing something that is not augmented reality and is not uh, virtual reality to those platforms because they're both sitting in front of your face. So right then and there, a lot of people got it and were instantly disappointed because it was really just a way. Because it wasn't to what the video showed. You lied. You're no, liars. It, that was evil. The the one thing they did get right is that that experience, sort of what Shane is talking about, the experience of of sort of recording, taking pictures, doing it hands free, um, that is better. And I think you look like less of a douchebag than having a GoPro strapped onto <laughs> you know the top of your head like an alien. That is because true. I saw those people. That is true. Um. I just and you I was see less of a, a glass hole than they were. We have a, a GoPro to bring snowboarding I've with us, and you either have the helmet thing or you have the selfie stick, and neither of us like even want to mess with that. So it usually just stays in the car. That's it's you need it floating, following you like the phantasm ball. Remember phantasm, that old phantasmagore. All right. Anyway, uh, Shane, are you going to IO this year? Uh, no, uh, for personal reasons. Shane, uh, do, you, do you have $10 to pitch in for Ant's trip to IO this year? <laughs> he has a GoFundMe. Uh, we're all kicking in. We're all kicking in $10. <laughs> uh, awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. Before we get out of here, what do you guys, uh, let's, let's pick a couple more things. You want to talk about the NVIDIA Shield tablet, the X1 version coming out possibly this summer? I'm I I want one of these, but every time I go to look, like the first gen one is cheap and the specs suck, and the next gen one is too expensive, and then I don't buy one because I am also kind of unemployed. So, it, it, it this might be one that I'll maybe consider getting. I don't know. What didn't you like about the first gen? It's just at this point, I feel like it's too old. Anything with less than two gigs of RAM for Android is just poop. Poop soup. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you say first gen, do you mean the do you mean the shield? Yes, the, shield the original. Yeah, the shield. Sorry, not the shield. Ta- the yeah. Shield. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you. I thought because I thought you were just talking about the tablet. Because I like. Yeah, the no, the tablet's a lot newer, obviously, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're I saying that, that if you are going to get a tablet, like I, this the shield tablet is going to be on sale. Like we already saw it during Christmas. Yeah, I think it was um, maybe. $50 off, and then it came with uh, some games. If if you have the opportunity before summer to buy it, I say buy it. It's a very it's a very solid device. I'm going to be happy with it. I, I went with the Kindle instead. I don't know. It's just, I think it runs better yeah. than the Nexus 9. You know what? The Kindle, yeah. the Paperwhite, has a thing called Experimental yeah. Browser. <laughs> you know how to crash it? Go to a website. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you want to know a, a funny piece of of crazy old trivia from yes. that experimental browser, which has been like experimental since the, you know the earliest Kindles I've ever seen. Oh, has so that in China? You know, they have the Great Firewall of China, and, and they can't uh, uh, or disable access it? Twitter. They couldn't access Twitter. They can't access Twitter. And 
Yeah, back in the day, people were tweeting from China on that browser, I, I think for a good year, wow. because they could type on an actual keyboard, and it wasn't blocked by the firewall. Wow. This was probably... That's know, so old and random. I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Some website recently ran a tip for if you run out of use Twitter, use your Kindle 3G uh, to access Twitter.com because it'll uh, last forever. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I guess you paid for lifetime sprint data on that thing. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of cool. The the Tegra X1 that's going to be in these new Shield tablets, built on a 20 nanometer chip that has a 256 core Maxwell GPU. Nerd boners. <laughs> uh, processor side boasts of an octa-core setup with big dot little architecture. What is that, Shane? What is big dot little dot architecture? Biz. dot slash gov dot org uh, dot edu you guys do with little little, little <laughs> no, I think it's just like uh, usually there's a more powerful set of cores that are used for all your more intensive tasks and when you're doing oh, work, right. you know just browsing or something like that you know moving through through pages or whatever that's when you use the little uh, CPU core so that's all it's similar to the big little architecture that Samsung was using uh, a couple years ago. I think they even did that on their Nexus 10 and uh, one of the Chromebooks. We're talking about four ARM Cortex-A57 cores paired with four ARM Cortex-A53 cores. Mind blown. Right? In the dirt. In the dirt. So, yeah. Pretty cool. It's only going to be like $18,000 when it comes out, but that's fine. I'll put one on the way away. <laughs> yeah, start now. <laughs> right? Before the NVIDIA Shield Tablet 3 comes out. It'll be good. You can Gmail me money. It has medicus at gmail.com. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Eric, pick something else, and then let's wrap this thing up. All right, we cannot end the show without talking mm. about that Android ad. Ooh. The Be Together, Not the Same ad. Ooh, I keep seeing the it? F word thrown around a lot in regards to that ad. Fragmentation. Mm. What ad is this? The F word, fragmentation. I don't, I don't know if All I right. saw it during the Super Bowl, but it was. it's just basically the one where it's like a community and everybody getting together. They all have different Android phones. Is that the one I'm thinking about? No, no, no. So this is this is one with everybody's Ooh. favorite gimmick, which is animals, and not what? just any animals, cute animals that you want to tickle. Uh, I'm gonna throw throw a link in the uh, in the chat for you guys. Oh, I'm gonna um, click that so, link. I'm gonna click it. Good. Click. Do it. Oh, I just it, clicked it. It starts out, you know, like any anything should, which you have a. Uh, you have like a an orangutan and a dog. <laughs> Milo and Otis Milo, over so here trying to sell me a phone. Chicky <laughs> breastfeeding from a cat. Wow. <laughs> like it's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's a highly entertaining ad. Oh you this guys. Can I just can I, I can I screen share this with you real quick? Just take take I a little take a quick look uh, as soon as this loads. <laughs> I think I have 
My girlfriend's in, in our room streaming YouTube, and I think our roommate's in the living room also streaming Netflix. Yeah, you're going to kill the so, hangout on that. I'm I'm about to wow, kill. I feel like I'm back in 1995 again. That's it's a wait. It's an elephant. It, it's an elephant. It looks like an elephant. Oh, there's a dog. I see a dog. Man, this is. Oh, look at it. Look at it. Oh. So hold on. What does this have to do with Android? They're best friends. It's. I think it's. It's. You know. It's like me and my phone. Let's say that. There's too much fragmentation. Ooh. Why doesn't your phone look like a bigger or smaller version Ooh, of my phone? Ooh, dropping F-bombs. Damn. You know, I, I found it interesting. I want to say it was Kushik, whatever his name, Kush. Kush. I think he had shared, yeah, I think he shared earlier in the, in the week about um, fragmentation on iOS. He pulled up a... a look a, at that a, dog! A screen code, <laughs> and basically he had to break down uh, iPhone 4 versus iPhone 5 versus iPhone 6. And because people yeah, are still using them all the way back to the iPhone 4, right? All the way back. Hell yeah. yeah. It, it was, I think it was, I'm looking for it right now. I think it was iPhone 4. And yeah, it was, it was basically a case statement. And it, it was, you know, yeah. if, if the device name string equals this, then do this. And yeah. Right. So that's, they, they have fragmentation now. Not everybody's jumping on the six, especially when they can get that four for free. I'm sure. Animals so and the internet. To do, and we do it too. You just cut off iOS seven. That's it. <laughs> All previous devices are, are gone. Awesome. All right. I think that's how it should be. Kill them off. <laughs> Kill them all. Oh, awesome. You know what this reminds me of? I started recently writing a column for a website called StuffStonersLike.com. The column's called More Deadly Than Weed. Basically, each week I look at something that has killed more people than pot. Uh, And the the most recent one I wrote was about photography and how people taking pictures of stuff, like, just get killed. Like this lady taking a picture of a train going one way uh, on tracks going the other way gets hit not even see it uh from there i saw this thing about guys on tinder taking pictures of themselves with tigers and there's a whole tumblr i got a here oh you guys are gonna love this this has absolutely nothing to do with android uh it's it's called it's called tinder guys with tigers dot tumblr dot com and basically, there was an article on CNET about how it's dangerous to do this sort of stuff, and you guys should, you know, be really careful. Uh, and of then course. there was there's there's a thing happening in New York that they're trying to ban uh, close contact with these these animals at like zoos and, and and whatnot, so people can't actually get killed or or whatever. But yeah, there's a whole thing here uh, of dudes in Tinder just being like, yo. What's up? <laughs> oh, that that's a tiger. No big deal. So, yeah, I don't know. Bear selfies? Yeah, it, right? It's like that. I also, that's one I used in the article. Uh, a kid that took a picture of himself and a bear in the background. And then uh, the bear ate him, basically. So, I don't know. It was totally worth it, though. I live in Montana, where we, we, we bears are very real. Uh, never actually taken a selfie with one, so 
Maybe, That's maybe. I heard actually when we were riding today, it's been so warm. Uh, my roommate thought he saw some bear poop uh, there, which means, <laughs> check this out, bears are going to wake up bears. way early and have a whole bunch of us to eat. It's going to be terrible. Well, don't get eaten, dude. Probably not going to get a refund either on my pass, so that's fine. But. All right. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you guys so much. Let's start with Ant. What are you doing? Uh, what's your site? Give it a plug. Unplug it. Check us out on AmazingPhonePhotos.com as well as Smartphone-Photographers.com. Uh, the latter site is more of a how-to and discussion website and you do and a weekly we, hangout and we do a weekly hangout Hell there yeah. with a bunch of smartphone photographer nerds and it's a lot of fun we have a good time pretty loose conversation but people tend to learn some nice tips and tricks yeah it's really cool definitely uh dan you want to mention anything in particular what's the zombie site again that's awesome Hey, man, the zombie apocalypse is inevitable and lives at thezombieapocalypse.com. Boom. Not .biz. Dot .com. Dot, dot, com. dot .gov <laughs> slash org. <laughs> dot, dot info. <laughs> dot zombie. <laughs> I'm excited uh, to uh, start a, a little zombie podcast with you, perhaps, at some point. Could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. We got, uh, we got some, some very, very cool stuff uh, in the works when it comes to the zombie podcasts and, and other fun Zombie related stuff. I mean, zombie comic books for sure. Check your uh, your local comic book store uh, this uh, this spring. Hell yeah. Was, yeah, Eric, what's up? What's our email address? Unmute your yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to unmute. I'm sorry, I missed my cue. Eric, right, what's our email address? Don't step on my line, Matt. Eric, showedattackoftheandroids.com. Eric, what's our email address? It's showedattackoftheandroids.com. Thank you. Nick, you got some uh, unboxings and fun videos on your YouTube page. What is that page? It's a youtube.com slash user slash Ultron2K. I'm trying to get to 500 subscribers so I can change that to something that's not a Marvel supervillain with the 2K at the end of it. So. .org slash gov. <laughs> Hell yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Shane, it's been amazing to have you back. You should join us next week and stuff are you there is shane there yeah i like their uh their app that we're working on which is uh a new york city focused app when my wife's not uploading clicker photos Ooh, um, what is but, it uh, otherwise you can find out what i'm up, up to um our, our our app group up is uh not quite where we want it yet in terms of the features uh i can get into a whole big discussion about iterative development on ios versus uh android um, but, but, but otherwise, just go to shanebrady.com and I'll uh, keep people updated there. Hey, just real quick, what is which one's better, iOS or Android for development? Just from your opinion, from your seat use. Uh, real quick. I'm going to go with Android. Ooh, is that? Android. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, tag the androids.com. Check out Breaking Android. It's over on breakingmodern.com. Uh, just search for Matt Lee. You'll find it there. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Google Plus. Got an Instagram, uh, all over the internet. So check it out. I got some hip hop too on Amazon and iTunes and Google Play. Search for Matt Lee, the Cathana Chronicles, Polici present. Check it out. So, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye everyone. 
Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.